Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the greatest spectacle is being brought to you with Julie Chewbacca Fairy, Anthony A.J. Lujan, Clifford Red John Miller, and this is Get the K.O. And three, two, one. Welcome everybody to your favorite MMA podcast playing in your car right now. And the best podcast on Franken culture. That's right. It's Get the K.O. And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And I have my co-host with me today. And his name is Anthony a. J. Luhan. Say what's up. You can call me Lou, but fight me. Yep. And normally, we would have a second person with us, but due to a kitty accident, and that's kitty, K-I-T-T-Y, uh, someone's out a pair of headphones, and they probably are really mad at their cat. What do you think, Anthony? Right meow, I think she's really mad at the cat. She has to be super mad, right meow? Right meow, yep. Super right mad, right meow. Right meow. I mean, she's cooled off a little bit, but I bet she's pretty upset, right meow, because she couldn't record with us tonight. Right. I'm sure she's probably sitting around, because kind of fuming, right meow, not knowing what's going on, and just being really stricken by it. So, it is what it is. I guess we'll have to continue out. We'll have to continue on without her, right, Meow? Yep, right, Meow. We have our picks in. She sent us her picks, so we'll get them here going. But before we go on with the predictions for UFC on ESPN Five, we have to cover UFC 240, and we're going to talk about the results that we had for our predictions. So let us start at the early prelims. It was Eric Koch versus Kyler Stewart. For the early prelims, um, Eric won by decision, uh, 67 of 99, 37 of 63 for significant strikes, 4 for 11 for his takedowns, 68 of 119, and 23 for 64 for significant strikes for Kyler Stewart, 0 for 8 for his takedowns. Kind of a clear winner in that matchup, I like to think. Eric just kind of came out and, and did what he had to do. What do you think? I didn't get to catch any of the early prelims, but uh, I did look at these stats. I mean, 0 for 8 for takedowns. Boy, you got to work on your takedowns. Got to work on them takedowns. Like, that's that's insane. There's no reason to ever go 0 for 8. So, tough breaks in those streets. So, Gillian Robertson versus Sarah Froda. Um, this was by KO in the second round for Gillian Robertson. So, big ups to, uh, it's not Gillian, it's Gillian. Gillian Robertson. Uh, 51 of 64 for significant strikes, 29 of 42 for, or 51 of 64 for total strikes, 29 of 42 for significant strikes. Sorry about that. Two for three for her takedowns, 33 of 46 for her, for, uh, Sarah's total strikes, nine for 20 for significant strikes. So she was missing a lot. That's insane. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a good performance by Jillian, uh, 
she looked really good out there. I can't wait for to see what her get back at it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, as we moved into the prelims, we had Alexandre uh, Pantoa versus Divasan uh, Figueredo. Figueredo. Um, this went to the decision. Uh, Figueredo, uh, one knockdown. Total strikes, 71 to 117. Significant strikes, 67 to 113. Takedowns, two for three. Uh, Alexandra, Alexandre, uh, 68 of 160, 61 of 151 for significant strikes. Two for 10 for his takedowns. That's a that's a lot of misses to have. Like that seems to kind of be a theme for the fight car. What do you think? Yep, definitely. I uh, I definitely had this uh, thirty twenty seven for uh, the winner that won the fight. Uh, I'm not even gonna try to say his name. Figueroa. <laughs> Figueroa. Close enough. <laughs> I definitely had him winning the fight. He looked he looked more crisp. Yeah. So Gavin Tucker versus Choi Sung Woo. Um Gavin Tucker won this in sub- by submission, uh with three minutes and seventeen seconds. Total strikes forty nine of seventy seven, thirty seven of sixty two, five for thirteen for his takedowns, two submission attempts, where Choi was forty two of one sixteen, twenty three of ninety six, and then two for two for his takedowns. The one thing I want to say about Choi though is he was very he was efficient. It just he I don't know I he was obviously outclassed in this matchup. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. He 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 threw in bunches. He threw a lot. Like that's that's a great output for being in a, a round and a half. But uh, he just gave up a takedown and uh, got tapped out. Yeah, ultimately that's what sucks. Sometimes, sometimes you come out strong and then you know the other guy just knows how to maintain his composure, and that's exactly what we had in this fight. Um, Hakeem Duwadu and Yoshirin Yoshien Ori uh, Horin Hori. Sorry, I know I slaughtered that. Um. This ended by TKO for Hakeem. Um, he had one knockdown, 89 of 166 for strikes, 80 for 154 for significant strikes, 0 for 0 for his takedowns. Uh, Yoshinori had 41 of 81, 39 of 79 for significant strikes, 0 for 1 for his takedowns. Uh, this was kind of a brutal matchup. Just not going to lie about it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It almost felt like... Like, it was an easy matchup for Hakeem. I mean, he outclassed him so much, like you say. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fair. Um, Alexis Davis versus Vivian Arajo. Is it Arajo? Rajo? Arajo? Uh, no, no, no. She's Brazilian. Do not pronounce it that way. I think it's Arajo, if I remember right. Um, Alexa Davis, one thirty-four for two thirteen. 68 of 137, significant strikes, 0 for 4 for takedowns. Total strikes uh, for Arajo, uh, 79 of 162, 67 of 148, and 2 for 2 for her takedowns. She did win this by decision. I did have her win in this fight as well. She, I thought she was the better fighter in this, in this uh, matchup, so I gave a lot of props to her for it. Yeah, definitely. She looked real good. I mean... She she didn't she didn't come out and she didn't try to uh to take advantage of some TV time knowing that she she was gonna be the uh the main card um she came out here she had a had a 
Willow to win, and that's what she did. I liked her interview, too, like right at the end. Um, she It just seemed like she was very composed the whole way through. It, she just, I don't know. I, I see big things coming for her, like really big things coming. I really, so I really want to keep an eye on her. Uh, scorecards did have it 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. Kind of give you guys the, the recaps to decisions for uh, Figueredo was 30-27, 30-27, 30 which Anthony said he also had it 30-27. Um, and then Eric, uh, Eric Koch had it 30-27, 29-28, 29 So those are all four, obviously, the winners. Um, so let's move on. So before we jump into this, Anthony, can you give us a breakdown of what the stats were, uh, our predictions were prior to getting into the fight? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Cliff was sitting at 12 and 8. Julie was sitting at 10 and 10. And I was sitting at 13 and 7. So, our first fight of the night. Um... We had Mark Andre Barut uh, Baralt versus Christoph Joko. Um, this went all three rounds. Um, stat wise, we had Mark Andre uh, 62 of 102, 39 of 79, significant strikes, one for three for takedowns. Joko was 98 of 181, significant strikes was 40 of 117, and takedowns were one of seven. Um, and all those. For the winner with a scorecard being by split decision, 29-28, 28-29, 29-28, all for your winner, Joko. Anthony, how did we predict this fight? Um, You and I both t- took Joko, and uh, Julie took Mark Andre. And I think it was like, I think it was the third round, it was kind of like the iffy round where we were booked. It could have gone anyway. You could have flipped a coin and had that that matchup. So I liked it. Um, I thought I obviously had a uh, Jocko. I had him winning the whole fight the, the whole way through. Um, I did have a 29-28 because I felt like in, um, I think it was the second round, Jocko just looked kind of, he looked too tired. And uh, Marc-Andre came through. It was like the corner came to Jocko and was like, you, you have to win this next round. So you have to put it down or else that's it. And, you know, Jocko answered, you know, how did you feel about the fight? Uh, Jocko did, I, I felt like he controlled uh, the majority of the fight. I really thought that, that he engaged when he wanted. He got out when he wanted. And every time uh, the, uh, sorry about that, Um, every time Mark Andre got close, he got out. And so, I got, I got, I think it was thirty twenty seven for Jocko. Okay. Well, I mean, that and that's how you saw the fight. No one can, no one can deny how you were looking at it. Um, as we move up, uh, we did have uh, Oliviera Aubin uh, Mercier versus Armin. Uh, I think it's Tsarkian. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Armin Takuin. I mean, we're going to slaughter that no matter what. I get laughed at because I slaughter it, so I don't even worry about it no more. Uh, Olivier, uh, Ola, Olivier had a 36, uh, 36 of 61 to, to total strikes, 23 of 48 for significant strikes, 0 for 3 for his takedowns. Armin was 110 of 174, 
47 of 105 for his significant strikes, 2 of 11 for his takedowns. Again, man, this is what we're going to be talking about this the whole time. Like, you have got to be more efficient with your takedowns. I know we're, I'm kind of ranting on this. You got to be more efficient with your takedowns. It takes a lot of energy to throw to go in and shoot your takedowns. You've got to be more efficient at that. You've got to know your timing and you got to know when to take a person down because this is a theme for the whole night. Um, this fight went down to decision. It was a uh, 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. All for your winner, Armin Tuskarakian. Uh, Let's see, I'm going to slot. I say it differently every time. Anthony, two things. One, how did everybody pick the fight? And two, what did you think of the fight? All right, so we all picked the winner. We we all got down right with... Uh... Tarakin, but um, I, w- I actually had high hopes for Olivier um, coming into this fight. I thought he he was gonna have a good chance to put a good showing on, and then he got he got bullied. I'm gonna give him. The, I'll, I'll just say that he got bullied in this fight, and now he's got to go back to the drawing board to figure out his game because he got bullied in a hard way, and this now makes him three losses in a row. Yeah, it's a it's a rough stretch, especially when you are regardless of what happens, like Dana White is clearly gonna look to axe you, especially if you drop three three in a row. Unless your name's BJ Penn, there's not much hope for you. So we gotta move up to our next fight. Um Jeff Neal versus Nico Price. So this fight ended in TKO second round, uh, 53 of 73 total strikes for Jeff Neal, 41 of 61 for significant strikes, 2 of 4 for his takedowns. Nico Price, 42 of 79, 24 of 57 for significant strikes, 0 for 2 for his takedown. So as I mentioned, Jeff Neal won the fight. Anthony, how did you see this fight and then how did everybody predict the fight? Okay, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up for Jeff Neal. He he came out here and he got the win like he needed to with the TKO. But can, can we talk about the brawling that Nico Bryce brings to the table? Holy smokes! Even when he was on the ground, he was trying to just throw haymakers at people, and it was I'm gonna fight off my back. I'm gonna smoke you, and he got hit. He got rocked, and then he came back to it real quick, and then got rocked enough. The referee was done with it. Um, so, shout-outs to, to Jeffrey, Jeff Neal, but I'm going to give shout-outs to Nico, Nico Price as well. And we, if this one was split. You and Julie took Jeff Neal, and I took Nico Price. I definitely was going to go with Jeff Neal, but I didn't want it to seem like I was following you on every pick. This is going to be the one pick that was going to settle our, our score this week. <laughs> I actually like this fight a lot. You're right, Nico is a definite brawler. Um, I think if he can focus the strikes um, a little bit more, obviously it'll it'll go from being a brawler to being more of a tactical striker, which is important, especially in the UFC. Jeff Neal was just picking and choosing his targets. Um, obviously, percentage base it shows, and uh, he was even looking for his takedowns. Like he was actively searching. So going 50% for your takedowns, two for four, I could definitely uh, accept that. But as for other fighters, 
not a thing that I can deal with. So let's get up to our co-main event, okay? Chris Cyborg, Felicia Spencer. You guys all know we took Cyborg. That's not even a secret. <laughs> so total strikes. This fight went all three rounds. So 138 of 234 for total strikes, 122 of 216 for significant strikes, uh, no takedown attempts for Chris Cyborg. Felicia Spencer, um, she was a hometown girl, right? This was She's a Canadian. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Total strikes, uh, 64 of 115. Significant strikes was 38 of 85. 0 for 8 for her takedowns. Now, this is kind of a different story. Spencer thought she had good takedowns, but Cyborg was just pushing her off. Um, she was... She's fierce. It's just cyborg. Um, all three, uh, all three judges scored this fight thirty twenty seven for Chris Cyborg. Cyborg was a beast in this fight. Like, there's no question about it. She was moving in. She was moving out. She was picking her targets. She was defending well in the takedowns. Spencer was getting deep on some of those takedowns, and she just, it was just, it just wasn't happening. You know, and that is that is credit to Chris Cyborg, man. She's just a whole nother beast. And we've known this forever, but uh, it's curious to see where she goes to the future. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah, well, well let's talk about this fight. Let's talk. Let's first off. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about uh, um, Spencer on this. Let's talk about how many people get knocked down that first round or second round by Chris Cyborg. And Felicia Spencer opened her up in the first round. Then, not only that, but was not afraid to keep swinging on her. She, like, she didn't back up. She wasn't running away from these punches. And I'm t- that that girl's tough. That girl is freaking tough. Yeah, there's no doubt. And that's, that's something that I think we said that prior to coming to the fight. I can't remember. But I remember we were all talking about the toughness that... Felicia Spencer was going to bring in, especially because it was a hometown. Um, and if she could score the upset, it was going to be massive. But it is Chris Cyborg. We all kind of knew like this was kind of going to go one way. And unfortunately, well, I don't want to say unfortunately, um, because even in this loss, she came out as a winner. So because you went against Cyborg and you went all three rounds. And while it was a good fight for Chris, it was an even better fight for Spencer. So big ups to her. I love it, and I hope that we get to see Spencer bounce back in her next fight and uh, show us something new. Can we talk about the about the aftermath or the after? After pretty much the after pay per view, did you see the video of Chris Cyborg uh, confronting Dana White? Yeah, weren't well. You were telling about this, so why don't you uh, kind of divulge a little bit into it? All right, so. I just watched. I watched a video of Chris throughout the, her day before on fight night, on the fight night, from the moment she got to the arena to her warming up to the lockout to them raising her hand to her coming back and getting stitched up. This is the first time she's had stitches, so she was all proud of it. Um, Dana is doing an interview. She waited for him. He came off. He shook her hand. She asked if she got a fight bonus. He's like, no. And she's like, well, and I do want my title fight. And Dana, Dana is like, yeah, I know you do, and we do too. And she's like, stop lying, Dana. She's like, stop lying. She's like, you don't want me to have that title fight. And he's like, no, we do. And she's like, when you can stop lying, we can talk. 
it's interesting because Dana, you know, I mean, I don't know if I, if Chris for Chris, I don't know if I would like say anything to Dana, saying like confronting him like that. I think it'd be one of those things where it's like, hey, um, we gotta have we gotta have a talk because I just beat her. I think I deserve the next title shot. I want my title shot. I want my rematch. Give me my rematch. Give me what I want. In the words of Batista, give me what I want. So, we'll see what happens. Um, I hope hope Cyborg gets a title shot. If not, hope she goes into pro wrestling because that would be even cooler. Uh, so, we're going to move up. We have the main event going down. The main event. Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar. Mind you, I want to caveat this. The legend, Frankie Edgar. I just want to put that out there. Uh, this fight went all five rounds. Uh, total strikes, 131 for, uh, 330. Significant strikes, 129 of three, uh, 328. No takedowns for Max. 96 of 264 for Frankie. Uh, significant strikes was 96 of 264. One for 15 for his takedowns. Not very like, uh, Frankie Edgar in this fight. Judges had it 50-45, 49-46, and 48-47. In this fight. Uh, this was something Anthony and I talked about. Offline. Um, just to ourselves. Not. We didn't score that fight 48-47. At best. It was a 49-46. Fight. Uh, but Frankie Edgar did win. Uh, Frankie Edgar did lose this fight. Max Holloway is still your champ. At featherweight. And um, we'll see what happens next for Max. I really want to talk more. About Frankie in what happens next um but anthony tell us who did we pick for this fight okay so we all picked max holloway and i and i want to i want to put it out here you did you want you said the i think you said the the great what did you call max or uh, frankie edgar the legend the legend frankie edgar it's hard to, for me to, to, not I hate on Max. That's not, it's not, it's, I don't want to hate on Max. But Frankie Edgar is 37 years old. And we, we talked about this on the offline, and, and I don't want to get too deep in it because we argued about this for, me and you could argue about this for an hour. But 27-year-old Frankie Edgar is a beast. I, I just, I, I just, I, I cannot say that. I'm surprised. You had a 49-46. I had a 50-45. You gave that late takedown in the fourth, in the third or fourth round. But I, I don't give him that because he didn't do anything. He didn't control him. Max got up within 30 seconds, and so I, I, I think it was a 50-45. Kudos to Max for winning, and. We can talk about what's going to happen with Frankie Edgar, see where he's going to go, but what do we? Do? What does Max do next? Gosh. I think Max stays right at 145 and just punishes people. He's got a um, – there are some great competitors still for him to fight other than like a rematch with T-City. I mean that, that could be an obvious one, but there's other great fighters that, you know, that Max is going to fight. So I'm just curious to see what the UFC picks out next for him 
yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like what what's gonna happen. Who's who's Max's next opponent? Is it gonna be Vulcan Ozdemir? We all thought it was supposed to be Vulcan Ozdemir, but it wasn't. Well, I think Dana wanted that run back of um, Frankie Edgar, so I mean, I don't I don't blame him because obviously T City knocked out Frankie, um, and then Max beat Frankie. Jose was doing his own thing. I think. Giving the title shot to Frankie was probably next was the best move, um, but yeah, I think the next person that you have Volnowski, man, that that just has to be the next person that gets that title shot. Um, I I don't know, I'm kind of excited to see because he is gonna be a monster. Um, he's on a huge winning streak right now, obviously. So was um, you know, so was. So was uh, Max. So it'll be interesting to see where Volnowski goes uh, next. Yep, I definitely agree. So I want to get back. Let's talk about the legend um, himself. So you kind of mentioned it. We talked about it a couple times. Um, a 27-year-old Frankie Edgar versus a 27-year-old Max Holloway. And you stand to it, man. That and I, I give you that that Frankie would win against Max, but I would still have to venture off, man, and say I don't think he does. Like I get it, uh, Frankie has got great boxing. He's got he's got endurance for days. His cardio game is off the chart. But it's just Max is a different beast, man. Like Frankie didn't get shorter. Like, he's still a tall dude. He's got great, like I said, he's got skills that you can't replace. But there's just something about Max, man, that I think just sets him a class above everybody else. Yeah, but... And that's not Dick I'm gonna say this. saying that. I just want to put that out there. I'm, I'm going to say this. Here's the thing about this. Max is a great fighter. He's a beast in his own 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 way. He's doing things that we're like, wow. But he's taking on a slower Frankie Edgar. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that to say to put a diss on Max, but I'm I am gonna say that to put a diss on Max because he Frankie Edgar ten years ago would have took Max down to the mat without hesitation because of how fast he was. And and, and rode him and, and punched him. Frankie might, uh, Max might have got out of it, but what, what, was that, what was the stat line on that that we, we said it was? Um, one for 15 for takedowns. He, doesn't, he wouldn't need 15 tries to take, for takedowns if he's 27 years old against this Max. He, he, it might be 8. Because he wouldn't have to try. He wouldn't be that tired. I think that... I, I just think that it's just... Age is caught up to him. And he's a bit slower. That's why it was so easy, much easier for Max to defend a takedown. I... I don't know, man. It's There's a huge difference because... Obviously, Max Holloway is... Um, he's 71 inches tall, man. You know what I mean? Like... He's a and he's got a 69 inch reach. He's just long and lanky, um, and if, and you would think that if Frankie 
would be able to use his experience of getting close and getting into takedowns. Because let's be real, when he jumped in and was boxing and looking for his ones and twos, Max just blocked, parried, bam, bop, 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 got back at it. I'm just saying this same Max Holloway versus a Frank Yeager, it'd be an awesome fight. I would love to love to see that run run back. But I just, I don't know, man. I just think I, I would give it a closer fight. It probably would have been a 48-47 fight. But I just think Max comes out on top in it. The, I, I, it it's, it's this whole LeBron versus MJ thing over and over. and It really is. And it, it's, it's, it's a, they're different eras, eras. But tell me how sluggish. If you can tell me, right, meow, that that Frankie Edgar didn't look sluggish and take down nine through fifteen, I'm gonna call you crazy because he looked hella sluggish. Oh no, like, Frankie he, Edgar he ten years ago. Frankie Edgar ten years ago wouldn't have died out. He wouldn't have needed to because Max. Wouldn't have been able to stop his takedowns. Ten, Frankie Edgar at twenty-seven was super quick in shooting at, at the people at legs, and he it, it's grand, it's father time got him. Yeah, I mean, I could feel you. I I can hear where you're coming from with that. I am still gonna kind of lean that a height difference m- makes it big, right? It's a huge difference. Being 71 inches tall versus being 66 inches tall, that five inch height advantage with uh, I think I think it's 67 inch reach for Frankie versus a 69 inch reach. Like not only have you to punch up, but you're you got to go into the pocket to get your punches in. And we've seen we've seen fighters, we've seen David and Goliath situations before where you know David beat Goliath. I mean, just look at. Uh, Reese versus um, AJ, like that was that's a great example right there. But unfortunately for this situation, it wasn't that way. Max is very composed. He's a great fighter. He keeps cool and calm under pressure. And Frankie looked great in the fight. He didn't even look gassed. I just want to put that out there. By the fifth round, at the end, Frankie Edgar didn't look gassed. He didn't even look defeated. You. He probably thought he won two of the three, two of the five rounds, honestly. And as I and as you stated, I gave him one of them. And I could have been that guy and been like, "Not nah, all five rounds to Max. I don't care how anybody else hold a fight." But I was trying to be as honest as possible. So, you know, I thought it was can, a- can let, let's just let, let's just let's just do it this way. You're gonna no matter what's gonna happen, you're gonna be partial to Max because. The Hawaiian love you have, always. I mean, that's not a hidden secret. But, but that's also gonna be your your you're the LeBron fans of MMA wrestling. I love Hawaiian fights. You know what? BJ Penn is still gonna be champion one day. That that's hey, what you remind me. <laughs> first, first and foremost, that's what you remind you know me. That's of. not true. You know that that's not true because every but, uh, that, time BJ that's what Penn. You do. But every time BJ Penn comes up to a fight, every other fighter. I've never picked BJ Penn to win a fight. Recently. Every other fighter, though. I mean... Every other Hawaiian fighter, though. You know what I mean? Well, every McFarlane... Other, it's, okay, it's, it's, so let's dig into that. It's, it's, McFarlane no, is no, a no, champ no, no, no. At, at Bellator right now. McFarlane is a champ. And yes, 
when Travis Brown was fighting. Of course I took Travis Brown. Travis Brown had just beaten Alistair Overeem, and he was still knocking dudes out. And then he switched camps, and that whole disaster happened. And in his last fight, I didn't pick Travis Brown to win the fight. Didn't have it. Didn't didn't pick him. And same thing with BJ Penn. I'm a realist about it. Kendall Grove is the same way. When Kendall Grove came through and was boxing, I, or in the MMA fights, if I didn't think he was going to win the fight, I didn't pick him in the fight. But there are times where I've picked Kendall Grove. Chris Lieben is a, is another perfect example. When Chris Lieben was in Chris Lieben in bare knuckle boxing, I don't even remember if I picked him. I think I might have picked him in that fight. But towards the end of his career in MMA, I didn't pick him because I knew other fighters were better out there. And when he fought Uriah Hall and he got knocked, he got he got knocked silly. I mean, he got he didn't get knocked out, but when he got knocked. Took a knock by Uriah Hall in the first round. He asked the guys, hey, is the fight over? They're like, no, it's the second round. He's like, no, we're done. And he walked out. And I was like, I was glad I didn't pick Chris Lieben for that fight. Because it was was crazy. Really, really. So, here here are are Travis's last fights. And I believe all but one, you, you picked Travis Brown to fight in the last Four fights, okay? Of course you picked Kane to beat Travis. Yeah. But you picked, you picked Travis to beat Fabrizio Wardroom. Yeah, I I can you definitely pick, you pick, I can take that one. You picked Travis to beat Derek Lewis. I did, and what was the reasoning behind that? Because Derek Lewis tires out? Well, that and Derek Lewis had a bad back. And then you picked him against uh uh Olen Olen Oleniki? Olenic. Olenic? I'm just saying that you're and I and, and I didn't want to get into this because I knew it was gonna be a, a a rant between us. And <laughs> I'm just saying you're you're partial to the Hawaiian fighters, like I'm partial to Nebraska fighters. The thing is is we can be real and and be very uh understanding of how great uh of a speed Frankie Edgar had Frank Frankie Edgar had ten years ago compared to now. Matt I just it's so hard to say that Max would be able to defend it. That's like saying, oh LeBron James can can lock down uh MJ when we know that's not true. Okay. We know it's very untrue. Okay. Then then if you want to use that argument BJ Penn was not the same BJ Penn than when Frankie Edgar fought him at um, Abu Dhabi. I was a realist. I had taken Penn because I didn't know who Frankie Edgar was at that time. Really, I didn't really know. And then he beat him. And the next time I took Frankie Edgar because I was like, yo, like I just watched this guy dominate the best lightweight in the in the world at the time. But that's not the same BJ Penn. That wasn't the same BJ Penn. So. Are we just going to caveat it by, oh, yeah, like, that wasn't that guy. Father Time caught up with BJ Penn, and that's why he lost the fight to Frank Yeager. No. If We're going to acknowledge BJ Penn, that. If BJ Penn Frank beat Frankie, if BJ Penn was five years younger when he fought at Frankie Edgar, I would say Penn would beat him. I, Penn would, would pound him and then lick the blood off his, off, off his gloves like he did before. 
I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, is, is we got to be real here and understand. Ten years ago, Frankie versus now Max, it's not going to take fifteen times to take Max down because he's not going to be that slow. And I will give you that. And I'm, I'm, and probably Frankie goes three of five, but Max Holloway still stands up. We would still be having the same conversation about the one takedown that he got on Max because we can't take away the fact that Frankie or Max Holloway isn't strong because we've watched him move other people while being in the positions. Whether he's against a cage or he's pushing into a clinch, he's always making a guy move. Who's the who is the real last wrestler that Max Holloway is, or Max Holloway has fought? Dustin. The real true wrestler. And it's not the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or the Muay Thai kind of fights. Who's the real wrestler? Pettis. Who? Pettis, Showtime. Showtime's game is based on... Anthony Pettis isn't a wrestler. He says that he's a wrestler. <laughs> like... uh, l- let's go look at Anthony Pettis' uh, <laughs> a card real quick. No, no, and I'm going to break this down for you. I mean, you can Anthony break Pettis. this down all you want. It's cool. <laughs> Anthony Pettis is definitely not a wrestler. He, he, he has good ground game. Don't get me wrong. But his ground game is the Moy is the Brazilian is the is the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's not the same thing as wrestling. I'm talking like a Chad Mendes wrestling, a Frankie Edgar wrestling. The, the guys that actually wrestle. I mean, he just beat the the Henry Suhado, the Henry Suhados, the the DCs, the the uh, the. Uh, but those are funky okay, ben those two names. Those okay, now that's three wrestlers. names. You're throwing Wrestlers. three names of elite wrestling guys. Frankie Edgar is one of those guys. Don't tell me he's not. Don't tell me that Frankie He's Edgar's not one not. of those guys right now. He's not an elite wrestler right now. 37-year-old Frankie Edgar is definitely not an DC elite wrestler. DC is 40. 27-year-old Frankie. What? DC is 40 years old. And when was the last time DC wrestled somebody to the ground and kept them on the ground? Did he not... Did he not do that to um god dang it now you're going to now you're going to go make me go look and now we're having this discussion about wrestlers Are, are you going to say that he he took down uh 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 over and over and over and and, he and Dominic Vulcan? because Oz Demir Ozamir then he he just took him down and just beat him down and then it was like get back to the mid car youngster some trash ass response. Um, Anthony Johnson. How many fight. times did he take Let's down look. Anthony Johnson in that fight? Oh, against uh, Volkanovsky against Daniel Cormier at two twenty. Man, we don't have time to re research uh, all these fights. DC, DC TKO'd him. That's that's not what I said, but cool that we can acknowledge that. He did take him down, though, and then he started beating him from the top, and that's how he got the TKO. He didn't get the TKO off his feet. He took him straight to the ground. Two to two of three. That's it. That was, that was what he, he did. Two of three for takedowns. And that was last year, him being 39 years old. 
I don't want to hear an excuse for Frankie Edgar being 37. If you were going to define it, you could be like, well, as featherweights get older or lightweights get older, they they lose the speed. And I'll give you that. But the thing is, and here's my caveat to this, and I really want to acknowledge this. Frankie Edgar has to gain weight to be at 145. He's a true 135 pounder. When he drops down at drops down to bantamweight, he will be a monster again. And I feel like he'll be able to battle. I don't know if he'll I don't know how well he's going to do. I know he'll be able to battle with guys like Ray Borg, but I don't know if he's going to beat Henry Cejudo. I can't I can't say that. I'm just saying that if you look at it, man, it's just right there. Like he's gonna be a monster. Like you, I don't, I don't understand. Like you know, he fights. He fought at 155. He was a champ. He dropped down to 145. He has to gain weight to get there, and now he's gonna drop to. He has a possibility going down to 135 to fight. I don't. I'm not trying to take anything away from Frank Yeager. I feel like excuses are being made for him. Because he's still an elite competitor. Like, his cardio game keeps him in that elite conversation. And, yeah, towards rounds four and five, his takedown game was pretty sluggish. But he was probably defeated in a mindset because he was like, yo, like, every time I try to shoot a takedown, max out powers me. And it is what it is at that point. But he delivered a lot of good strikes in the con- in the in the contest. Like, he was able to move it in and out of pocket, unfortunately. Max has great boxing and he can defend well, and that's what he did. It is what it is. We, I'm over this conversation. We've got to <laughs> move on. Um, that put us to that put us at a monthly total. Uh, and right meow, we sit at Cliff. You went five and zero, oh, by the way. You ran the table, and that got you to seventeen and eight. I went four and one, and Julie went four and one. So I ended up at a tie of seventeen and eight, and Julie at fourteen and eleven. That's not. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. That's not bad for us too. For a first time, really going around with this, it's really cool that we are all able to pull that off. Yeah, definitely. So with that being said, um, sorry for a rant about, you know, whatever that was. Um, we do have bills to pay, so we got to pay those bills. So, uh, yeah, stand by and then, uh, hang out with us on the second half. Hey everybody, Cliff here with Get to KO, and I really hope you love what you're listening to. So did you know that you can get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered it for ourselves. It's a free app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to this podcast. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast. And you earn a pod coin while you listen. Then you turn that pod coin into a gift card at places like Starbucks and Amazon. Or if you're a good person, you could donate that pod coin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android. And I will have a special code just for you. Simply just use our code, the KO, And you'll get 300 pod coin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there... You can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and and sign up with the code THEKO. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. And we're back. So now that Anthony had to take a step away, kind of get a deep breath, 
before we uh got into this next card. We have UFC on ESPN five. Um there are six fights on this card and our first fight is gonna be Darko uh Stoic versus Kennedy Nakchukwa. Um Anthony, who does Julie have in this fight? I am pulling that up right now for her. And I believe she has Kennedy winning. That's who I was thinking too. I think I'm gonna go with Kennedy on this fight. Who do you got? I am too. Um I I know Darko's uh thirteen and two and Kennedy's only had seven fights, but I think he's impressed me by, uh with what I've seen with Kennedy. Yeah, I have to I have to agree. So Scott Holtzman versus Dong Hyung Ma. Um I think I'm gonna go with Scott Holtzman in this one. You're taking Holtzman? Yeah, I'm gonna take Holtzman. And Julie has Holtzman as well. And I got Holtzman as well. There we go. All taking Holtzman. So moving to the next fight, we have Trevin Gills versus Gerald uh, Mirkochek. Uh, Chirret. So I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Gerald in this one. You're going Gerald. Julie has uh, uh, Giles. And, uh, if you got Gerald. And I got, uh, oh, that's a hard one. I'm going to go Giles as well. Okay. And there's where the game begins. So, our next fight up, we have Joaquin Silva versus Nasarat Happarast. Um... I think this is a, this can be a close fight. I'm gonna go with uh, Silva in this fight. Julie has Nazareth, and I got Silva. Okay, and there we go. Um, for a co-main event, I'm kind of excited for this fight. I don't know how you feel about it. Jim Miller versus Clay Guida. Um, Clay is coming off of that big win against BJ Penn. I don't know if I'd call it a big win, actually, now that I think about it. Um, and Jim, what is Jim's last fight? Jim is coming off of a win against Jason Gonzalez. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh Clay Guida in this fight. Uh we all got Clay Guida on this fight. And then our main event. We have Colby Covington versus Robbie Lawler. Anthony, who did Julie pick? Julie's got Robbie. And what about you, good sir? Uh, we're not going to dive into my mixed emotions on this. Uh, I am going for Robbie, although I am picking Colby. <laughs> so you're taking Colby? Yes, but I'm going for Robbie. <laughs> that okay, okay, I get it. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Um, uh, my my fighter, uh, the person I'm picking is coming out to the greatest theme song ever. Let's go! I'm taking Colby Covington as well. 
I don't want to get sued. <laughs> you know how lame you are for that? I'm just gonna let you know that. You are super lame for that. I don't I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> I really do want Robbie Lawler to win this fight though. But I am picking Kobe Covington because he's coming out to Kurt Angle's theme. <laughs> That's the only reason you're picking him is because of the theme. That, that legitimately is the only reason why I'm picking him. But like, like if we break this down, does, does Robbie have enough to stop uh, Kobe from mulling him like he always, like Kobe does? The thing about Robbie is that he has a 74-inch reach. He's got the two-inch reach advantage over Colby Covington. He's got a great chin. We know that. We know that Robbie loves to move in and out. The one thing about Colby, though, is that I just feel like after his big win against RDA, he's beaten Damian Maya, who is another great wrestler. Um, he's beaten Barbarina, um, who was just a massive brawler. It's just something weird about him you know um and these are his last six fights man he's just he's dominated by by decision he beat max griffin by tko i just i just keep seeing him rise up in the game he he has no fear um robbie Uh, needs this win really (laughs) what's that but robbie really needs this win um i just don't i just don't see it happening in this matchup man i just I like him. Like I said, I I could break this fight down and be honest, but a loss to RDA and a loss to Ben Askren, like Colby's not the dude that you're going to get your next win on. So, unfortunately, that's why I'm going to be going with Colby. I uh I here's my here's the reason I'm going for for uh, for Robbie. I love Robbie as a fighter. I like who he is. Even after Herb Dean stopped the fight early against Ben Askren, he he was cool with it. I guess up. Things happen, he said. Shit happen. But Covington, I was a fan of until he called like the Brazilian nation filthy animals. Uh, he's an idiot. God awful. I just don't like him. I'm really hoping Robbie knocks him out. So then he doesn't keep his can't wear the, wear the title around saying, I'm the champ. I'm the champ, 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 champ. I'm the champ. Yeah, I do. I I I don't want that either. I'm gonna be honest. But as he did get a win over RDA, that is someone who um Robbie Law Robbie Lawler lost in decision to. So that's why I kind of think this is an X factor. And it's not like it was a big difference because this was like a year apart from the fights. And that's why I think Colby's gonna win this fight is because he's he's still gonna be hungry. Uh, Robbie has something has something to prove, but unfortunately, man, I just think Colby just he just has this crazy toughness about him that he knows he can he can go in there and win. So I don't see Robbie winning this fight, but possibly his next fight, whoever that may be. That's why I think Robbie gets back on the winning tracks. Yep, I feel you. And not to mention that Tyrone Woodley, who is when it comes to grappling, that's another guy that we could talk about for days. He um he he lost or he beat Robbie um uh, Robbie Lawler lost to Tyrone Woodley by KO. 
It's just, it's crazy, oh, yeah. man. The the whole world is kind of the way, way it works out. And, you know, he's been, he's lost his last three of four, you know, to top-notch fighters. I mean, he did beat Donald Cerrone. I just don't think he's going to beat Colby Covington. Yeah, I feel so as much as I want to joke about it, I mean, you're like, the only reason why you're picking him is because of the Kurt Angle's theme. Yeah, you're right. But I can also back up why I want to pick Colby Covington as well. <laughs> I definitely understand that. Um, we'll, we'll hope, hope, hopefully we'll be proven wrong and uh, Colby, Colby will get shut up for a little bit. <laughs> you're right. Um <laughs> Hey, actually, so I don't know if you happen to see or not, or saw or not. Um, today, uh, Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience, uh, released his um, his podcast with uh, Anthony Ruiz on it. So, if you're looking for something else to listen to after this, um, obviously go listen to some of the other stuff that Franken Culture has. But it was a great listen, and I'm, I was very surprised to listen to Anthony Ruiz. Like the way, the way he is very humble, and as a family man, and that his next fight is going to be Anthony Joshua. It's it's going to be awesome. Yep, I definitely understand that. Um, who knows? Who knows? But with that being said, Anthony, why don't you um, give him your link and love? Alright. Um my Lincoln Love I'm not I don't have anything for Lincoln Love. What I do want to jump into is um a little bit bigger than Lincoln, Nebraska. It's twenty two veterans die every day due to fights that they can't win mentally and emotionally. Um what I wanna shout out is this business that I've entered. I'm gonna call it that. And it's not a hobby. It's it I'm not it, it it's sort of a hobby, but I'm not getting paid to do it. But it's a group called Vet to Vet Life Crisis Team. It's a group of individuals. A lot of them are out of out in Arkansas together. But they have broken down the United States map in the regions. And and we have re- they have region leads who who report to the board, and they have state leads, which I'm the state lead in Nebraska. Um, I just want to give them a shout out here because if it wasn't for them trying to do this, there might not be much. These guys are out here. Getting involved, just, there's so much going here with that, like, I can't even explain it because of what they do, but just know that we monitor Facebook pages and other social media pages, and when we see, like, a veteran that's in a crisis, like, down in the blues, and they, and they're, they're, they feel like there's nothing there for them, and they want to to harm themselves, we reach out. We reach out as a group in numbers, and we try to get a hold of this person. 
or this person's family and do other things to help stop this this number of 22 going on per day and try to lower that number down. Um, they have they have big things going down in Arkansas. Uh, here in Lincoln, I'm, I'm going to be doing some big things. I am definitely building a team out here in Nebraska, and hopefully we can get the governor, Pete Rickett, involved with a meeting so we can make this known because we need to we we need to make this vet to vet life crisis team blow up and get numbers to help this to help our men and women of uh, that have chosen to put their life on the line to help this country and they deserve the utmost respect and help that they can get and so that's what I want to talk about is vet to vet life crisis is in what we do. That's awesome, man. Like, yes, um, it is very noble of you to do what you do. So I don't. I want you to know that it's a very appreciative of what you do. So thank you, Anthony, for doing that for the troops. Definitely, I want to thank that team out there. Now, uh. No, I'm going to give my social media plug, but before I do that, I do want to reach out and say that as we have social media plug, if you need to talk to us, you don't have to be a veteran. You can be some guy on the street that heard about a podcast and, and somehow got our information, and you need to reach out, reach out. Cliff and I and Julie as well all suffer from PTSD of some sort. Um. We're here. We might not answer immediately, but we'll get back to you shortly. And we're here to talk to you. And if you want to talk to me on my social media, you can follow my Instagram at AnthonyLuon1985. Or you can follow my Twitter and Snapchat at ALuhan1985. Add me. I'll add you. Let's send some freaky stuff. And as always, you guys can find me on all your favorite social media platforms at cm underscore miller 85 so we're talking about viero we can talk about facebook we can talk about twitter instagram snapchat discord wherever you feel you guys can find me you guys can also find me here on get the ko as well as franken cultures frankensteiner and of course nerds at the round table so you guys give us a listen tell us what you guys think leave a comment and uh yeah, we'll make sure we try to respond to you guys the, as quickly as possible. So with that being said, Anthony, why don't you tell him bye? First off, we miss you, Julie. Miss Get you, Julie. back on the podcast right now, but 22. And as always, good fight and good night.